Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are uh, watching Legacy, the 46th episode of Transformers Prime, first aired September 21st, 2012, uh, written by frequent series writer Marsha Griffin. Huh. Uh, she last wrote... Uh, the second part of the uh, season of the first season finale, so we haven't seen her in a while. Aha! And, and it's directed by the haunting Ngozian again. Yes, who I, he seems to be directing like almost every episode, or at least every episode I notice who's directed it. Yes, it's very nice. He's gotten really good at directing action. Mm-hmm. And this is where the show starts getting very serialized. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah. man, it's just suddenly new MacGuffins and things. Well, it's been new MacGuffins the whole season. Last season it was all Unicron nonsense. I know, but it's like, there was, there's no, well, well, we'll talk about it, but I feel like they didn't really concisely wrap up all the MacGuffins they already had going on. Suddenly right, there's yeah. just new additional classifications of MacGuffins. Yeah, so get ready. The next seven episodes are basically the seven-part season finale. That's a lot of parts. Yes, one one of them is a clip show. <laughs> oh boy! Like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, well, it's Monday. The embargo's lifted. That's right. Yeah. Even, spoil uh... on this podcast. We have a Patreon. Go, go, go listen to the Patreon. It's a dollar. Do that. I really feel like at this point, if you haven't seen it, you're obviously you don't care that much. So, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You're you're either a person who's waiting for it to come on Netflix, or I don't know. Your life has been just been a disaster for the last two weeks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so is mine, but I still saw it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. So anyway, this opens very inauspiciously with uh, Smokescreen and Bumblebee kind of having a bit of a road race. And Smokescreen is not familiar with your human ways, like speed limits. Yeah, yeah so we... he points out that his the speedometer in the car that he has scanned indicates that he can go, like, 150. It's like, so obviously I'm supposed to go 150. And I started out writing a note saying that Smokescreen has a lot to learn about humans, but then I ended up writing Smokescreen has a lot to learn about hubris. Because I felt like that was more, yeah. <laughs> more apt. Is it, is it, this is like the first time we get a good look at his alt mode. Yes. With, with the 38 written on it, which uh -huh. just uh, reminded me that... Uh, uh, our our lost co-host uh, Alex uh, d didn't they do the deck of uh, classic smokescreen? Yes. Ooh, sweet. Hmm. 
Aw, uh, classics. Uh, I remember classics. So anyway, they... Well, now they're back in, in War for Cybertron form with more Greeblies. I love Greeblies. I don't. I don't love so Greeblies. The, they almost get into an accident, and the driver is mad, and he's also Frank Welker wearing a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this is clearly an older, possibly drunk Fred Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, there, there is a confrontation. Smokescreen, also not quite gathering the whole robots in disguise thing, transforms and tries to freak him out. And he takes a picture and puts it up on the internet. So, I, I mentioned before how Smokescreen is apparently our archetypal Autobot cutie. And it is important to note that one of the primary characteristics of the cutie is being dumb as a brick. Oh, yes. So he he absolutely has the dumb as a brick part down. I, I thought we might get one of the other characteristics of being a cutie later, but fortunately that, that was, that did not come to pass. Uh, he, uh, he is, is a character, his character type is cutie? I, to me, he just, like, this entire episode reads as, oh, he's exactly what everyone complains that Rodimus Prime is. Yes. Uh, he is a turbo Revan young punk. Yes. Yeah. He he is a turbo Revan young punk. Uh, but no He's one has annoyed. yet straightened him out. Yes. But, so this, kid needs, this kid needs a cup or a rat trap or something. Yeah. Also, I feel, yeah. yeah, you know what he doesn't need, as we will learn through the course of this episode, is Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it, um, one of my notes is likening, like, Smokescreen is worse than animated Bumblebee at being a horrible influence. Yeah, although I would humans. say there's more malice with uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee was just kind of mean. Can yeah, I... he was... He was... Smokescreen's just sort of, like, dumb. Yeah, uh, yeah he's just kind of a dope. Bumblebee was more of a childish jerk. Mm -hmm. Smokescreen seems like he should know better, but he still does this shit anyway. Yeah, I would definitely say that animated Bumblebee felt like maybe 12. And and Smokescreen feels like he's 16 and should absolutely know better, but still thinks this is hilarious. Also, I feel like this character... Okay, A, I was surprised that this character would have a phone to begin with. However, I suspect that still in the year 2019, this character still has a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait, when was this? This was... 2012. Oh, I think we had mostly moved on to smartphones at this point. Uh, Miko still had a flip phone. Yeah, M Miko still had... Yeah, that is it is weird that Miko still had one, but she was Japanese and... Flip phones are still, I think, a thing in, in Japan. Oh, yeah. But um, I had a I had a flip phone for a long time. I think I might have still had one in 2012. Maybe, probably <laughs> beyond you're that. An, you're an aberration when it comes to these things. Yeah, I, I'm slightly luddite in that I'm slow to adapt <laughs> to some technology. After the point, the first time I tried to upgrade my own computer by putting a CD drive in it, and it took mm -hmm. over a week to get it to fucking work. <laughs> and this was, wasn't without using Linux or any fancy shit. This was just 
getting to work in Windows and have sound to play. <laughs> I mean, there was a long time where drivers were a pain in the butt. Yeah. So and then it became I'll... easier. That's fair. And now it seems harder again. I don't know. In that, in upgrading my new hard drive in my computer, I somehow disconnected my DVD player. <laughs> Good job. See, I just, I, I reminisce about those old times by intentionally putting roadblocks in my own way, such as insisting on running Linux. Yeah, I tried that <laughs> once, didn't really like it, could never get the sound to work, even after months of trying. Yeah. So anyway, Smokescreen's an idiot. <laughs> yes, uh, but luckily yes. nobody gets, uh, you know, murdered here. But, uh, so we get back to the Autobot base. Is, is uh, that a Transformers the Movie reference? Because I feel like that's Transformers the Movie <laughs> reference to Hot Rod. Jumping into kinda. the fight against Optimus Prime. <laughs> getting him killed. Uh, so, and unfortunately, Raph isn't there to go and delete it because he is busy looking for a new house because the Decepticons now know where he lives. I feel like the uh, the voice cast for this episode is a lot smaller than usual. We're saving a little money here. There's no Miko, there's no Raph, um, there's no Fowler. It's not really any yeah. other Decepticons except, I mean, a Megatron and some Viacons, and I'm not even sure the Viacons get yeah. to say anything. A couple um, of them do have lines, and I think of one of them does, is definitely but... just Frank Welker. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, yes, yeah, so, so Raph is getting new, is it government housing? I guess, how yeah. How, how does well, that work out? It's like, you won a lottery and the government's giving you a new, how is this explained to his mother? I assume <laughs> Agent Fowler is like, listen, we found like a new fault line under your house. And yeah, I guess it, it's, it's going to like crumble into a sinkhole, but so you got to move, but we're going to pay for it. And also, uh, your son's not going to be around for long stretches of time. Don't ask. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's kind of crazy. He's got oh, a Stark Foundation point, like, grant. Somebody, somebody says, but I didn't note it that um, smokescreen is an oversight that must be corrected. Although I might have per perverted what somebody said, but that's, he is an oversight. That does sound like a ratchet line. Yeah. <laughs> he is being exceptionally mean in this episode. I think. Yes. Yeah, I love so, it. So anyway, they, they've decided that, you know, we need to, you know, Smokescreen is a moron, and so we need a human to yeah. show him around and let him know human things so he doesn't embarrass us and or expose us. And yeah, Raph is busy. like, you know, Optimus is like, well, it's not entirely Smokescreen's fault. I'm like, no, it's entirely Smokescreen's fault. Entirely. But he, he's like, well, you know, we, we haven't taught him, we haven't taken the time to properly, you know, acclimate him to the planet. I'm like, I guess, but it was still Smokescreen's fault. So yeah, it's, uh, we must, uh, you know, we, we must find him a human buddy. And to which Ratchet <laughs> said, you know, isn't, isn't having three humans enough? And yeah. everyone just kind of looks at him. Like, come on, and He man. still hates humans. I like that. It's a consistent character trait that, like, he'd rather not have any humans at all. Yeah, like, listen, I'm I'm basically okay with three we've got now. We're not getting any more. <laughs> we got an You're lucky I let that... You know, 
he's not a cat person, but you, your new roommate has a cat, and it's like, okay, I get along with your cat because your cat doesn't, like, pee on my stuff or anything, and it's okay, but we're not getting another cat. Listen, you're, you're lucky I let that one kid's mom come around. <laughs> yeah, we've had I up think... to five of them in here. Like, three is already too many. Like, <laughs> if we're going to have any, just cut it down to two. That's how many cats we're I supposed think... to have, but that's never how many you have. I think they should have, it's like ferrets. You just, you get one, and the next thing you know, you've got three. I think they should have paired Smokescreen up with, with uh, Ms. Darby. That, that probably that makes the most the sense. Because, like, like you're pairing Smokescreen up with any of these hormone-addled little teenagers. Bad idea. That's just compounding the issue. But listen, what I think I'm we're already running into is some... Smokescreen needs an adult. <laughs> yes. But listen, we're... We're already, I think we're already running into some budget issues on this show, and we are not paying night court money to get Marky Post out uh, in here. Yeah, if they're not even getting, like, Steve Bloom to do a random Viacon for this episode, they're not pulling Marky Post in. <laughs> so indeed, they Sorry. said, Jack, you are the best human, so you accompany <laughs> Smokescreen. Arcee is just, Arcee isn't jealous so much as she's just... Not quite, but I could just imagine her, like, yelling and buckle your seatbelt after them. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it turns she's out she like was right. bulkhead jealous. She's just doesn't see this ending well. No, and it, it turns out that R.C. is indeed correct. Because it after an encounter with uh, red-headed bully Vince, in which I believe is his last appearance... First one in yes. a long time, which, too. Which to me just says that Smokescreen did something to him off screen. Well, so he <laughs> he pulls up alongside him and the, he, so he's he pucks a perfectly good burger at him. Yeah. yeah. Who throws a perfectly good, like, this is the weirdest bully. Yes. <laughs> and so then they they, retro, they uh, get their revenge by covering his car in burgers. Where are they getting those burgers? I From mean, the place that Jack works. I which guess, are these like, like the ones we were going to throw out? Probably. Probably it's the stuff at the end of the night. I think it's stuff at the end of the night. If anybody finds it, it's like, oh, who doesn't like this guy who has access to lots of hamburgers? (laughs) Jack's going to get his ass stuffed in a locker tomorrow. Well, maybe that's why later on we find out that he's, uh, he and Smokescreen have shoved pizza up his boss's tailpipe. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? Damn it, you're, it's supposed to be potatoes, Jack. I couldn't yeah. find any potatoes, or, and there was a, there was a, a Domino's across the road, so. I mean, that's about what Domino's is good for, so that's fair. <laughs> also, when you were drunk. Yes. <laughs> and RC is not amused. Is it, is it this episode where Jack says something later like he pulled a Miko? That is this episode. Like, he's filling Miko's role this whole episode. It, I it's know. It's strange. Yes. I mean, it's probably... They, they're definitely... I mean, that's the problem, is they're playing off each other. They're they're just, like, encouraging each other's worst impulses. Yeah. Smokescreen is that bad friend you shouldn't hang out with, but do anyway sometimes, and end up regretting it. 
Yes, so smokescreen is like on end. is like me whenever I'm hanging out with somebody and they tell me to talk them out of buying something. Because I am always <laughs> like, no, now you have to buy it. Because <laughs> I am the worst at money. <laughs> yeah, so, I, think, I think Smokescreen could have really used some mom Darby here, but alas, yes. I guess she was probably busy having an adult job like an adult. <laughs> also, it would be extremely weird for her to be in that car. I guess. Yeah. Maybe not yeah, as no, weird as, like, an actual 16-year-old who obviously stole it from his dad or something. <laughs> he's driving around in that. Stole from somewhere. So anyway, back at uh, back at the Nemesis, uh, they've, uh, they've got another set of Icon uh, coordinates. And so they've uh, they put a decoy on Soundwave yeah, to distract them from the thing. real one. Yeah, this is so very clever. They have a new set of Icon coordinates, and also this time they've got a decoy. Yes. So the Autobots are not quite there yet. So they, so RC, Bumblebee, Bulkhead, and Prime all end up chasing after this fake one. Yes. In a really nice, like, we only see a little bit, like, nice scenery in China, foggy little, those those weird pokey mountains sticking up out of the fog. That, that looked I, neat. I think they're on the island but, from Mist. <laughs> could be. Yeah. It's really. Neat. I I think on on the map we do see it somewhere in China, Mongolia, around there somewhere. But it it strikes me like well, it's probably I probably thought of it before, but it definitely seems like now. Like every time they find coordinates, like the Autobots and the Decepticons figure them out the same ones at the same time. It seems mm. like I don't remember anywhere it's like oh they're going after two different ones. Well, that probably did happen, and my memory has just forgotten. <laughs> Oops. But it's like they're they're going in exact order of the list. It's like, why isn't one side starting at the bottom? <laughs> Do it backwards. So, so anyway, the Decepticons have found this other one, and I this is a really cool scene where they've got like the Insecticons and Viacons all doing sort of the grunt work. And they're excavating all this rock, and they finally find it's like the the hilt of a sword. Sticking out of a rock, and immediately, does this remind you of anything? Yes. Oh, yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, the first Thor movie. <laughs> yes, sure. Yeah, sadly, Stanley is not here to try and pull this out with his truck. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then Megatron's all, oh, this is bad. This must never fall into the hands of Optimus Prime. It's like he's reacting as if he's the hero. It's like, well, this... the bad guys can't get this. Yes. Yeah, this episode, I think we see more scared Megatron than we've seen in, like, the entire series. Yes. Yeah, which is really weird, especially since, like, you'd expect that would have happened, like, when Unicron rejected him or something. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, we we found a stabby thing of legend. Ooh, and I'm, and I'm peeing my robo britches. I mean, we do later find out that he pretty much should be peeing his robo britches. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is really powerful. It just seems like before he sees this actually happen, Megatron seems unusually afraid of an object for the first time ever. Uh, he he must know what the deal with it is. Yeah, it's like he would have seen it. Like, it would have been nice to see a flashback where he saw somebody use it. It's like, oh, that's why. Yeah. 
But no, it's, it's like he's just ooh spooked out because of ooh spooky scary thing. So he can just pull this right out of the rock, right? No problem. Everything's fine. No. He's coming yank it but right indeed, out. But indeed, only he who is worthy or is a prime can pull the, uh, can uh, wield the power of the Star Saber, because that's what this thing is. Yeah. You have to have the power of the primes. Of course it's a star. It's, it's a name that's been around since it was anime. Uh, no, it was a Transformers um, Armada. Armada that, first, well, the, yeah. the one that first made it an actual sword, whereas before that Star Saber was a guy. Yes. Oh, right. I've heard about it. Yes, from Victory. Yes, and then in Armada, it was a sword made out of three planes. Yes, <laughs> as you do, which is totally structurally sound and not a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, I really love that uh, those mini cons, though, so I'm okay with it. It was a yeah, it it's fun. a reasonably good step. They stay together better than some of the other ones. I mean, they fudged it in the cartoon, where it, it, yeah. like, it turned from three planes into something that basically looked like a lightsaber. Yes. Yeah, well, and there was so, even like uh, a toy, a play toy action thingy of it. Oh, that's right, there was. Yes. <gasps> yes. Because I guess that's the thing that sells to actual children, you know, yeah. you're trying to sell things to actual children for some reason. Why would you want to do that? They're so Children boring. love lightsabers. Children are boring. But lightsabers, lightsabers are fun. Oh, at, at some point we must see the backside of Optimus in this episode because I have a note. Prime has no ass. This is un-American. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, and yes, also there's a this line. Point, so I, I, most of this season I saw when it aired and then didn't really rewatch uh so i was a little concerned that we were going to get the second quality of being an autobot cutie being the goddamn chosen one uh, yes which we will get to but that that does not happen but when i saw this i was like oh no it's gonna be smokescreen damn it <laughs> anyway i appreciate yeah. that there is a megatron has a line here about how the sword is like generating a force feel or like an energy shield throughout the rock or something so they can't just Break away, like the rock the around rock it. Around it, because he tries. Yeah. Oh, yes. he tries. Yes. Instead, they just have to carve out this huge ass chunk of rock, because Megatron That's is desperate fine. that this not fall into the hands of uh, the Autobots. Yes. Yeah. Although in a way, yeah, it's kind of like they're they're cutting it down to like a large chunk. But why isn't it like a roundish chunk? It's just this weird oblong shape. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just where the natural break in the rock was. Eh, I guess so. Seems legit. So anyway, uh, this, uh, its signal finally reaches Ratchet, and he can't get to the, uh, the other Autobots whose communications are being jammed. So he has to rely, alas, on smokescreen. Because... <laughs> womp womp. And then also smoke, and then also, then Jack pulls a Miko as he, and he says that he pulled a Miko and he sneaks yep. along. Yes. Smokescreen's like, hey, he didn't say I had to do this alone. Ha ha. And my new best friend. Much like Miko most of the time, Jack sneaking along amounts to nothing. Pretty much, yes. Like, he tells Smokescreen, don't do that. Smokescreen does that anyway. Yes. Do not do this cool thing. <laughs> but, but, this cool thing. 
I need to do it. You gotta do the cool thing. And and Jack is you know he's still a little reasonable because he's all uh, hey maybe you know Megatron hasn't pulled that thing out maybe we shouldn't uh, tempt fate here but indeed Smokescreen just leaps right into it tries to pull the uh, sword out and it surprisingly is not the chosen one because that <laughs> thing ain't going anywhere. Womp, Thank womp. Fuck. See what he needs to do. It's he needs the power of the primes, right? So he needs like a little thing that he can attach to a thing on his arm or like a baby carrier on his chest, and then he can use the power of the primes. At the very least, he's he's going to need some standbush. Yes, he absolutely needs some standbush. That's where he's gone wrong. Oh, don't don't dare him to do that. He, he might. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, he can he can win if he dares. <laughs> and also, he's totally unaware of what the whole deal with the Star Saber is, because he's just like, oh, geez, it's really wedged in there. <laughs> yeah, you would like, think he would have come across this Of all one. the characters that would know, like, he was there when it was shot off into space, basically. He probably uh, also wasn't paying attention. Yeah, he, he was probably like, oh, we gotta get into a fight. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's do something dumb. He's a goldfish. He is. He's a gold. Again, like I said, a, a basic quality of, of the cutie is being dumb as a rock. Yes. So a ratchet has gone to notify the Autobots that shit is going down, and the nemesis is has just dropped a giant tow cable and is picking up this huge-ass rock. <laughs> yes. And it seems Very to be impressive. straining to do it. It's... Weird. I mean, it's ve- it's a big piece of rock. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, they keep spaceship. referring to it as the mountain. It's a spaceship that's always hovering. Well, it's yeah, not and it's like... A- I mean, it's really a, a massive boulder more than a mountain, but they do keep referring to it as a mountain that they're lifting, which is pretty significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very heavy. So... Uh, right before Smokes can get murdered, the rest of the Autobots get there. Um, Prime seems to have a pretty good idea of what is going on. And RC, meanwhile, is just, she's not mad at you, Jack. She's just very disappointed. <laughs> well, actually, no, she's also actually mad at him. Yep, Mom C but she's comes also to the disappointed. <laughs> I think this pretty much solves our mom v. girlfriend dichotomy. Yes. <laughs> I, she's definitely on the mom's side at this point. Yes. Yeah, there hasn't been any flirting between them in quite a while. It's a yeah. Shame. I think we, I think we all collectively decided that was weird. Yeah, including mm. you know the writers. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there is a, a. I really like the scale of this action sequence where Prime is like tiny on this giant rock. Yeah, it's, it's kind of neat, but it's also very video gamey, like he's platform jumping, and then every once in a while he has to transform to drive. It, it, yeah, it's pretty see, cool. What? It's cool, very video gamey, though. I was hoping for what happened, but it, it didn't end hilariously like I thought it would, which was that I figured he would be up there hanging on just by the sword, and then because he is a prime, the sword would come out of the rock, and then he would plummet to the ground. 
Except that does Which happen, does, except then but... he lands really impressively, and I'm like, that's not disappointing, but kind of disappointing. Yeah, he kind of does the superhero landing, except it's with a sword, so it's even cooler. Yeah, it's yeah, obscenely like... cool, frankly. I really would have liked a Wile E. Coyote landing, but... <sighs> Alas. No, no, instead, by the power of Grayskull, he, he has the power. He has the Star Saber. Yeah. He's holding it a lot. Oh, oh. Uh huh. Oh, and there's a really annoying line, because, like, as, as he, after Megatron's shooting at him, he dislodges the sword and starts falling. Smokescreen says the most annoying thing, uh, (laughs) I got it loose for him. (laughs) At which point, like, I mean, I haven't liked Smokescreen at all, but that's, like, the most hate I've felt for him. Like, like he's that annoying shit at the end of Conan 2, the uh, destroyer, where, where the little annoying cowardly thief just sticks his sword into the, the giant god monster that was Andre the Giant in a costume. Like, yeah, you know. I'm the hero. It's like, oh, fuck you, you little asshole. Fuck you, smokescreen. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, and well, I believe- I don't like the cutie. And in that case, are you talking about, is that, uh, the guy who plays Bob the Goon in, um. I think so. I haven't seen. In Batman? That Conan in quite a while. I think that's the guy. It's, it's either that guy or the guy who kind of looks like him who was in Blade Runner and Batman the No, Animated that series. guy is not in Conan. <gasps> okay. William Sanderson? I was just. William thinking, Sanderson, I was yes. Just came across him in, uh, actually, uh, I've been catching up on American Gods Season 2, and he has a, oh. a brief appearance in that, and I was very happy. Yeah. No, but he, apparently he and Tracy Walter, the guy who plays Bob the Goon, they're just constantly being mistaken for each other. Well, they look so much uh-huh. like, they, they're freaking like Larry, Daryl, and Daryl brothers look <laughs> like people will come up to William Sanderson and say how much they liked him in Batman. <laughs> that sounds kind of disappointing considering there are lots of things he was actually in that you could say you liked him in yeah. I mean it's definitely more understandable than people coming up to uh, Samuel Jackson and saying how much they like The Matrix yeah uh, yeah short little white character actor easier to confuse <laughs> anyway so uh, Megatron's, you know, he is in full blown, we have to, you know, Optimus Prime must be stopped no matter the cost. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> like I said, this is the first time, I mean, maybe not the first time, but it's one of very few times that you see him legitimately afraid. And the expressions are great here. Yes. The shark is afraid. It's really weird. No, it's a scaredy shark. So they just drop this rock on him, and it's rolling towards him, but then he just uses this sword and its cool glowy effects to just cut this rock in half. That's not how swords work. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like, an, it's like a magic sword, though. It's uh, a magic I sword. I guess. As we find out later, it even talks. Yes. Well, the, someone talks through it. BRB talk talking it's, it's to my just... sword. 
Although, I'm wondering about, okay, the physics of it is impossible anyway, but, like, that he does an underhand swipe on it, it's like, would that be the most efficient way to cut a mountain in I mean, if, I don't the thing is, you sort of, sl- you make a, a cut in the air, and it sends out, like, an energy uh, shockwave. Yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking about leverage, because it's a clean slice, it doesn't just shatter. It's, I don't know. And it, the, the and physics then, of the impossible. And then he yes. also uses it to blast the nemesis, and it, it almost crashes. Yeah, oh, uh-uh. I was hoping it would crash. And so... And they uh, spend the rest of the season just parked and having a siege outside, and it's like, hey, it's Beast Wars all over again. I was thinking it's going to be Yay. like um, uh, the Ninja Turtles, where the Technodrome ended up in a different place every season, and the entire season was about <laughs> getting it powered up. And then it was powered up for about five minutes in the season finale, and it ended up, you know, in Dimension <laughs> X or the center of the Earth or something. Again, like I do, kind of like cheesy shit like that. Like, like way, way to sell that toy, Ninja Turtles guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Shredder! We have to get this out of Dimension X. Back into, I guess, the New York subway. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a like an upgrade. I think they do eventually crash it, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of don't remember right. how that series ended. Yeah. Well, we're about to find out in, like, a couple of months. <laughs> that series ended with me hitting puberty. Sorry. Oh. You know, I got a little old. Actually, that's a lie. I was, like, super uh, into G2 as it was running. It's just that specifically Ninja Turtles sort of petered out to the point where I wasn't actually interested, even though I oh. was, like, entirely still the target audience as far as I was concerned. Oh, oh no, I was talking about Transformers Prime. I thought, wait, you hit puberty oh. in 2013? <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's a lot about me you don't know, man. Well, clearly. Anywho, uh, so Megatron's all, oh, this is our darkest hour. (laughs) Which was cute to hear Megatron say that. So we're we're back at the Autobot base. Uh, RC just tells Jack to go the F home, because we'll talk later. I like how, like, she, how Ratchet is like, he's not even going to argue with her. He's just going to open up the space bridge, or the ground bridge. Yep. Just doesn't. There's just that shot of him, just like, oh, I guess I'm doing that. Oh, and I forgot to mention what one of my favorite unintentionally comic bits of the episode, where Megatron has released that big rock. It's rolling towards Prime, and the Autobots are, you know, yelling at Prime. You know, Prime, look out! And he's just kind of. I mean, presumably he's doing something like, you know, you know, forming a bond with the sword or something. But it kind of looks like he's just staring at it because it's shiny. Yeah, it, it, like like he's that Dom DeLuise crow in uh, Secret of Nim. Yes. Ooh, sparkly. He's a, he's a magpie. A magpie, my mistake. He is Dom DeLuise, though, right? Yes. Okay then. Anyway, so yeah, we're at the base. Uh, Smoke uh, RC is going to yell at Jack later, and she's going to yell at Smokescreen now. Yes. <laughs> Mom C is on the warpath. But anyway, uh, now the, uh, uh, the sword starts talking to Prime. 
And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's getting a message, a message from Alpha Tryon. <gasps> what? Get yeah, he just, like, his eyes just glaze over, and they're like, Prime, hey, hey, <laughs> BRB talking to my sword. Yep. And it's a to-be-continued. Dun-dun-dun, we do not get to see Alpha Tryon yet, because that would require, apparently, more voice budget than they had for this episode. They have to spend all the voice budget on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because next episode we've got a special guest star and everything. <gasps> yep, it's one Ooh. of those special guest yep. star. So, of course, but yeah, I forgot this was, like, a big multi-part thing, but hey, here we go. Multi-parter. Yeah, and it's hard to judge this one on its own because it's not, and it's not really part of a multi-parter, but it also kind of is. Yeah. yeah it's. I mean, it definitely hmm. felt like it, it felt pretty short and like things just sort of happen and then it's over. Like it didn't feel yeah. like a very substantial episode. Yes. And we didn't quite, uh, you know, Smokescreen has this, uh, you know, character issue that he has to address, but he didn't really have a chance to address it because, you know, the episode ends and he just gets yelled at. But presumably by the end of this, he will, you know, prove himself. Presumably. Yes. Or he'll get killed. One or the other. Yes. But I really do like the idea of Megatron taking this Star Saber as like an existential threat to the Decepticons. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's, it's kind of nice to see him taking anything right. as an existential threat to the Decepticons. Yeah. I don't know. This Megatron is extremely confident. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's not even the kind who's gonna, you know, fly into a rage and call people fools. Like, he's... As we saw at the end of the last episode, he's just going to have you dragged off to be vivisected. Yes. (laughs) No, and that's the thing, is that makes it even more significant when he is actually showing fear like this Mm -hmm. that's so unusual he's usually just like got everything so together but but nope this is actually a pretty serious threat so does that mean the autobots might win i guess we'll well, find out soon that's right next episode in the next episode alpha omega Dun, dun, dun. But of course, until then, we are, we are all over the internet. We're on, uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And, uh, through our parent, Icon Underground, we have a Patreon. Yep. We are set up on patreon.com slash Icon Underground, uh, where we, uh, you know, we have patrons helping out with our hosting and other expenses. That is at, again, I, <laughs> I am good at words tonight. Uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash Icon Underground. And this month for our Patreon special episode, uh, guess what we're talking about? It's Endgame, because everybody is talking about Endgame. Of course you mean Come. the hit Taylor Swift single? I, I mean, oh. uh, the, the yes. part of, uh, World of Warcraft where you reach the level cap, and then you're doing raids <laughs> and stuff. And, and frankly, three hours is not a lot of Endgame content. So. <laughs> Well, it could be just one really long raid. Or, wait a minute, how long does a raid t- I've never done a real raid. Just look for a raid. Aww. Aw, sweetie. Honey. No. I don't want to do a real raid. <laughs> look for a raid is bad enough. Be there all night. 
Anyway, so yes, yes. we are okay. talking Avengers Endgame. We got stuff to say and feelings so to many. express. Yes, mm. we we have we we are coping with our trauma from Infinity War along with everyone else, and we we are ready to to get our support group together to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, until then, uh, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David.